Welcome to Originality, the show where we explore the roots of creative genius and creativity and talk to those geniuses about what they do and why they are, how they are, and how they explore all the creative things. Uh, We're your hosts, Aline Sims. That's me. My pronouns are she, her. And I am joined as ever by Kay Tempest Bradford, whose pronouns are also she, her. And it's just the two of us today. Hey, Tempest, how are you? I'm all right. How about you? I slept wrong. Oh, no. I know. And that is really putting a damper on my ability to speak and my creative genius. So we're going to see how we do today. Oh, my. I know. The importance of sleep in creative genius is is not talked about enough. You know, we really need we need a sleep expert on the show at some point, like <laughs> to come talk about, you know, because we hear about here are all the things that you should do to get good sleep and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I don't know. It doesn't work what for does me. What any of it mean? Yeah. What, why? Why? Anyway. But that's not what we're, what we're going to talk about today. Today, um, we thought it would be interesting to talk about the revival of originality and why we decided to bring the podcast back. And um, because we talked about it for, I don't know how long, Tempest, before we actually published last month's episode with Quinn. Like three or four months, actually. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was I mean, we've, a while. We've been talking about it off and on ever since we took the hiatus due to the pandemic. But we started like really seriously planning uh, about three months before. Yeah. Um, I don't know that you and I together sat down and talked about like the pros and cons of bringing the show back versus officially deciding to retire it. But I'm sure that we both did. Like, I know I did that. Did you do that on your own? Not in a specifically formal way, but I did think about, you know, all the reasons why I would definitely want to continue doing it. And those outweighed any reasons that I had for not wanting to continue doing it. Okay. I know that for me, I kind of sat down with, um, with Justin and I was like, okay, so like, here are the reasons I could do it. And here are the reasons that maybe it would be a good idea to retire it because, um, I know that I've talked some on the show. I don't know that I've talked a lot about like saying no to things and how important (laughs) it is to be able to say no to things. And so I really wanted bringing the show back to be a considered decision for me. And part of it is because, uh, and I don't want, I don't ever want the show to be like, let's talk about Aline and her um, craptacular health. But like, my health is not great right now. I'm just, I'm just not in a good physical place. And so I am really at a place where If I'm saying yes to anything, it has to be important to me and it has to have a payoff for me in some way. And so like everything I'm talking about, like going to the mailroom of our apartment building to get the mail is a considered decision in my life right now. Mm -hmm. So bringing the show back, I think for both of us, is something we thought about and we knew that we wanted to do it because it would be a good thing to do for like both of us and hopefully also for the people who listen to the show um, 
So why? Like, what reasons did you have for wanting to bring it back? Well, I think to to really think, to talk about it, I need to go all the way back to why we stopped. And we didn't really ever make like a super formal decision. Like we didn't sit down and go like, hmm, should we like continue doing episodes? Like both of us were very overwhelmed with uh, stuff. And this was like right at the beginning of the pandemic. And then everything just continued to be overwhelming. And you were going through some stuff with your health. I was going through a lot of stuff as well. And one of the things that is really important, especially when you're like trying to, when you're a person who has a limited amount of energy for whatever reason, like for me, uh, it's a combination of ADHD. So like some days I have more spoons than others because of my brain and also um, just like outside factors. So when, at, at the point at which I think both of us were really thinking about whether or not we had the energy to do originality all through everything else that was going on, we made the decision that this was something that we could put down for a bit because there were so many other things that were basically needing our energy and we had so little of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm still feeling a lot like I don't have a ton of energy for things, but I really... I first of all missed doing this podcast with you and talking with you on a regular basis and talking to our guests and just talking about like creative stuff uh, in general, other than like my own creative stuff, which I've been talking about a lot um, because like so much has happened since uh, our last episode. That's true. Before the the hiatus. And, um, and I just, I wanted to get back to doing something that I also felt was interesting and fun and useful. And like, that's what I'm trying to do generally with like my creative energy is things that are interesting, fun, and useful. So that's why I wanted to come back to it. How about you? Uh, a lot of the same. And also just because um, my my energy is so limited and also because of my own ADHD, I am really a deadline-driven person. And so as I've kind of um, been working with a slew of doctors um, and I've kind of slowly been getting um, some things dialed in and getting a little bit of energy back, I wanted to start working on something to feel productive. Uh, And it felt like a podcast was a good way to do that, especially if we changed some of the things that we were doing. And I think that was, that was one of the first that, or maybe the first conversation we had, it was like, okay, so do we want to do this? And we were both like, yeah, we do want to do this. Okay. So what, what were the difficulties with the podcast before? Like we didn't intend to go on a hiatus, but we did. So what caused that? And uh, I know for me, a lot of it was we just made it kind of a difficult podcast to produce given the return. And what I mean by that is like, we're an itty bitty podcast. We're a teeny tiny podcast. It's not like we're not making 
you know, critical role many off of this podcast. <laughs> we don't have a production right. staff. You know, we're doing we're doing things pretty much ourselves plus um someone to edit the episodes because audio editing makes me twitchy. <laughs> and um now we've brought someone on board to kind of help us with scheduling um because we identified that as a pain point. But like we're, we, don't, we don't really make money on this. We get a little bit of money from Relay FM, our um, wonderful uh, podcasting network from membership money. But we don't, you know, we're not making, we're not making a living income off of this. And so um, the tens of hours a week, um, sometimes I was spending reaching out to people, to guests, researching guests, um, and then scheduling with guests, explaining to potential guests what the show was about, and then explaining kind of the unusual format of our show, which at the time was um, either you or I would record uh, for hopefully a short amount of time with someone, and then you and I would individually listen to that recording. We would pick sound bites from what the guest said, then we would bring it back and you and I would discuss what they said and tie it into larger themes that we um, had not necessarily planned, but that had kind of started to evolve um, or make themselves apparent over time. And I really think it's a cool format. And I think that it would work well um, for people who have more and more, more energy or more support staff than we have, you know. Right. Like, and, it was it was very complicated. There were a lot of steps to yeah. take in making an episode. Yeah, and and editing it was also um, di- not difficult, but it was intensive because then we would have, and at the time, Justin, my husband, was doing it, and so it would be like, okay, Justin, here is the like one-on-one recording with our guests, and here's the recording with me and Tempest, and here are all of the um, timestamps for these files and all of the timestamps for those files. And, oh, yeah, can you tie it in so that it sounds like like fairly seamless? And, you know, it was an intense thing for him. And so it, it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I, it was good. And I, I do wish we could kind of do it like that. But, um, you know, maybe someday we can go back to that. But that was, like, I think the first conversation you and I had was, like, yeah, we want to do it, but we've got to simplify. Yeah. And I've also been, um, in the past two years especially, really leaning into recognizing that I need to have help with doing a lot of the, you know, creative things or ideas that I want to put out into yeah. the world. And I can't say yes to doing something and I can't start something unless I know I have that help in place. So for instance, you know, you're talking about like we have another editor now um, and we also have a person who is handling scheduling. Uh, we we definitely needed that help. And my other podcast that I had wanted to start up in 2021, but it didn't work out. But one of the things I did first before I was even like, okay, like we're recording, what's happening, whatever, was to make sure that I had people in place who were willing to go on that journey with me. So I was like, yeah, I I need my editor. I need uh, this person to basically be a project manager because I'm not that great at project managing. 
And I'm finding that's true just in in my creative life as well. I had to hire an assistant uh, in the past year. And I already have an assistant that's not my personal assistant to like help me with business stuff um, for the now small business that I'm running. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then I also had to get a personal assistant because yeah, like I just, I couldn't handle doing certain things and it was being a bottleneck for getting stuff done. So now I have a person who takes care of certain tasks without me even having to look at them. And that has really helped me get everything else under control. But like what I really need is a whole staff. I need a whole staff of people to just be around me at all times and to be like, stop playing Angry Birds <laughs> and and go back to, to doing your work. But I think that that is something that is often unacknowledged in talking about creative. When you're a creator, sometimes you need like other people around you to help you with the things, but you can't always afford the people to help you with the things because you're a, you're a small creator. You're not making like hundreds and thousands of dollars all the time. And it's, it's a real, you know, it's a real bind and it really goes into how much you're able to create, how much you're able to get done, how much you're able to like really sink into your own um, creative space because you also have to think about all these other things on top of that. Yeah, it's, uh, I would love to invest in myself, but how do we do that when I can't afford to? Uh, and yeah. yeah, it's, it's real rough. It's really, really hard. Um, because there's, there's always some kind of trade off if you, if you don't have the money, um, it comes at the expense of something. And I wish I had answers because I could solve a lot of problems if I, <laughs> if I had answers for, for that conundrum, right. you know, I do think it was for us, it was really advantageous that we had kind of unintentionally taken that time off because it did give us kind of the remove, or at least it did me. I, I, I definitely like, I know I can't speak for you, but it gave me the remove I needed to be able to think about what wasn't working for me because I am a person who I I get really wrapped up in doing the thing and I can recognize as I get older like this is definitely something that has come to me with um, a lot of frantic frenzied stressed out crying experience but uh, I can definitely recognize when I'm when I'm stressed out or when something isn't working for me, but because I'm stubborn um, and just, I think just because of the way I am. And I think this is another one of those ADHD traits. I just, it's like, I've got to get through this. I've got to get through this. I've just got to keep going until I get through this. Um, So it's really hard when I'm in the middle of something that is stressful or that I know isn't necessarily working well for me to be able to take a step back and say, oh, you know, here, here are the things that maybe we could tweak to optimize it. And so for me, having uh, some time out, having some big, big life events happen, um, gaining some perspective, like that's been kind of helpful because then it, then it was like, oh, okay, so here's how we used to do things 
that wasn't working. How can we how can we walk it back? Was that also the case for you? Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's a really important part of thinking about any sort of project and especially creative projects, because like podcasts are creative projects where you really need to like reassess sometimes. And I think that, you know, I often can get into the mindset of I had this vision for what we were going to do, or we've been doing it this way. And so therefore we should just keep doing it this way. Uh, We should figure out some kind of way. We should find a way to make it work the way that we had done it before, instead of reassessing and saying, like, even though I liked our old format, our old format also was like too time intensive and too energy intensive. It is okay to change up a format um, if it means that then it'll make the road towards getting something completed smoother. And it doesn't mean that the completed project is any less good. It just means that you had to remove some barriers to getting there um, and change how you think about it. And then just how you approach it, which again is something that it can be really hard to do, especially when you're the kind of person who has the mindset of this is exactly the way that I have perceived or conceived this Mm -hmm. and it has to happen like this. And um, I've been learning to let go of a lot of that kind of thinking uh, in the past few years. I mean, we just, you know, we're still in the middle of a massive life reality altering event here with this pandemic. And the way that we go about doing anything anymore, some some of it needs rethinking. Some of it has been rethought. And that's okay. Yeah. I do think it's funny because I'm 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 the same way. I am a like I've thought a lot about this. I've decided this is how it's going to be done. This is how it's going to be done. And this is how it will be done forevermore. And um, and I have a podcast about creativity. And it's like, where is learning from your experiences coming to play in that? Because that's what a lot of creativity is. And I just have to laugh at myself because it's Like, as much as I talk to people about, like, try it and see how it works and you can always course adjust. I'm like, nope, nope, we don't have the energy or the time for that course adjustment. We're just going to do, we're just going to plow ahead. We're just going to stick with this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. But I mean, like, we're all burned out. Like, everybody is burned out. I don't care who you are if you are listening to this podcast i i would i'm not a betting kind of person but i would i would bet <laughs> that you are burned out right now and yeah. i think it just it just means that you got to reassess and figure out how like if you want to make room for the things that you love you might have to figure out how to do that in a way that looks different from what it used to look like. Definitely. And that was another one of the reasons why I wanted to come back to doing this podcast because I kept coming across so many really interesting ways of people being creative because of the pandemic. And I was like, I I really want to like talk to this person. (laughs) 
mm-hmm. about this, right? Like, I just want to have a conversation with them. Um, I think one of the ones that particularly inspired me was the actor Sam Neill. Um, he's Dr. Grant from Jurassic Park. Also really awesome. And <laughs> during the pandemic, he started making these weird short films that he would put on Instagram. And it was it, and the way that it was shot was like, you know, he would shoot his bit and then like somebody somewhere else, like in another city, another town, another whole continent, and they would splice it together. And it was like spliced together in a way that like you're not, they weren't trying to fool anybody, right? Like those are two different bathrooms that you and Hugo <laughs> Weaving are in pretending you're in the same bathtub, which that was a weird episode. But, um, <laughs> but, but that was the beauty of it because it was it was also one of those things where, you know, sometimes there's things in creativity where we all consent to like, say like, yes, that's fine. Like we know because of this pandemic, you can't actually be, you can't actually be in a room with these people doing these things, but you all are like doing your best to keep yourselves occupied and do something fun and creative while you can't be in the same room doing these things. So you're doing it this way. And we all agree that it's fine. And I love that kind of thing. And I, and I think that like, if nothing else, we have seen a lot of people be creative in different, interesting kinds of ways, uh, because they had to change because they're, they just, they had to, the pandemic forced a kind of change Mm -hmm. and going with that flow and being able to just say, I'm doing, I'm going to have to do this in a different way than I did before you know, that often leads to like really amazing creations and art and things in the world. And so now I really want to talk about that, you know, especially now that we've had like a few years to settle into it. What a statement. Had a few <laughs> years to settle into it. I Just... know. I know. Oh. oh. So. So we've talked a little bit about we've simplified things. Um, what what else have we done? We um, we've changed our format to go to what I I think of as like a traditional podcast format. I guess podcasts have been around long enough now that we can have a traditional like talking heads type format. Um, Indeed. So we're we're doing that more of a conversational format than a than a um, produced format, I guess. It wasn't ever like NPR level production, and I don't think that's something we ever aspired to. But kind of just more on the more conversational side of things. Um, we so we simplified that way. We um, have someone who is helping us with scheduling because that's something that you and I both kind of struggled with. Justin is no longer editing. So thanks so much to Justin for being our editor for so long. Um, and thanks to our new editor, uh, Jim, who is awesome and does a lot of great po- podcast production. And I'm really glad that he could uh, fit originality in. Um, another thing that we're doing is we've decided to go monthly Instead of, I think we started it biweekly, um, yeah. and we kind of had aspirations, if I'm remembering correctly, aspirations of going to a weekly format. Oh, we were so young and naive, uh, we, then. weren't we? Though I think we had more energy. 
way back three years ago. <laughs> but so we're we're doing monthly um, with episodes coming out like the first week of the month. I would like it to be the first Monday of the month, but for now, I'm just saying like the first week of the month would be great. What are, are can you think of some other things that we kind of discussed and decided to put into place to to help us make this something that was sustainable for us, especially because like I, I mentioned this uh, last episode with Quinn, but like you have a book coming out in September, um, like things are going to get kind of hectic <laughs> coming up for you. So uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, and so we didn't want this to be a situation where it was like, Oh yeah, we got, we got a good thing going. And then, um, Oh yeah. <laughs> things have picked up again. We need to, we need to like go on another unintentional hiatus. Like we're, we're putting things in place. And so I want to talk about that a little bit because I think that that's important too. Yeah. I mean, one of the big things we um we finally like started organizing on Basecamp. I've become slightly obsessed with Basecamp, and I know that like Basecamp, the company has problems. Uh, I'm using bit. the free version, so I'm not actually giving Basecamp any money. Um, and I know that there are other project management apps services out there, but I know Basecamp really well now, and so using that to help us uh, stay organized and keep the information that we need in a central place has been super useful. And the other thing is like me personally, one of the things that I've been trying to do very hard is to make sure that I don't overwhelm myself. So, you know, as you keep mentioning, like the power of saying no in order to like make room for the key things that I need to really, you know, have the space and energy for. So pretty soon I'm not going to be actually teaching any classes actively because there's a book that's coming out Mm. and I'm going to pay attention to the book, right? Like the classes are still happening, but I don't have to teach them. And sort of getting rid of other things in my life that can be put to the side for now or whatever so that I have space for doing book stuff, doing this podcast, and doing like the one or two other things that I feel are important for me to focus on right now. But that's really hard. It's really hard to... To narrow your focus, especially when narrowing your focus also might mean narrowing your opportunities for getting yeah. money. That one's the hard part. Yep. But sometimes you have to, it, like, it, getting out of the mindset that I need to say yes to everything that pays me um, has been really hard, but it's been really important. And I am fortunate enough now that I can say, if you want my time, you're going to have to pay a premium because if I have to work to fit this into my schedule and if I have to work to put energy into this, you have to make it worth my while because my energy is so limited. Um, and luckily, I am at a point in my career where I can do that and people say, okay, here's that here's that fee that you asked for. I'm like, okay, thank you. Now I can, I'll spend some time on this. Yeah, that's that is also an episode is like... I don't know. We need an episode of just like affirmations that's like we have chapter markers or something and it's like, okay, so this is for when when you're going to going to ask for money for something. (laughs) It's like your time has value. Your expertise has value. 
you have spent years becoming an expert in your field. Just like, and we'll yes. just do, have episodes just full of that. And then people can listen to that and pump themselves up and, and something. I don't I know. I feel that that's good. We need to find somebody like with a really great soothing voice. Yeah. that can Maybe your that can be our value. member special for... For 2022, (laughs) become a Relay FM member. Uh, It's almost membership time, people. And uh, you can get your affirmations uh, recording from Originality. There you go. Another thing that we're doing is we're trying to build up a little bit of a buffer because we're not a show that deals in... timeliness Um, we're not it's this isn't like a news and views show we're not talking about the latest and greatest technology we're not talking about um what is happening in uh, current events in other countries we're not talking about this or that um national election um, while current events do definitely inform our conversations, they aren't typically the main thrust of what we're talking about. And so we do have a lot of privilege in being able to be like, yeah, we can um, we can record two months ahead, and that gives us a little bit of breathing room. It gives our editor a little bit of breathing room in case he's got kind of an influx of things happening. And... Um, and then we're not stressed out, like trying to scramble at the last minute, trying to record something or missing an episode. Because I always, always, always hate to miss an episode. I'll do it if I need to, um, because I'm it. I'm not going to stress myself out too much about it, but I really hate doing it. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh, no, I've let everyone down. Let, like the whole entire the world whole world down. The whole world. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. When really, no, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I don't I don't put a lot of pressure on myself. I don't know what you mean. Uh, Madam. <laughs> there's a whole genre of videos from people in their 30s on TikTok that's like burnt out, gifted and ta- or burnt out former gifted and talented kids and want to talk about stuff that resonates with me holy moly that whole like they pop up on my for you page and i'm just like oh yeah this is this is why i am the way i am right now because i spent my entire childhood through the age of like 35 just like going and now i have nothing left it's great it's great. We have to become gifted and talented elders. <laughs> I mean, they're they're worse alternatives, you know. This is true. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's. I think that one of the things about doing podcasting the way we do it is because we really approach it from a place of trying to do for other people what we also try to do for ourselves, which is to provide like not only interesting content and bring interesting people, but also to affirm that like some things are just okay because there's so much messaging about what it's not okay to do and how it's not okay to be. And like, this is, you know, how we get the burnt out former gifted and talented kids because there's like, you know, these narrow things, you have to be this way, you have to do things this way, et cetera. And it's really not that. 
it's there's there's no like absolute 100% best way to do most things um and especially creative things and there's no one way to be and so i think that that's why i find this podcast to be so fulfilling for me because i get to learn that for myself from our guests but also like reaffirm it too uh which is another reason why i wanted to continue so yeah yeah same i mean I spend a lot of my time on the internet talking about all of the things that I do poorly (laughs) because I just, I feel like there are a lot of people who, and like, I don't blame them. This is not a blame thing. And this isn't to say that I don't also fight this, but the internet is full of people who are interested in showing the perfect things about themselves or their lives, whether that's true, accurate or not. And like, I, w- I would on one, one level love to be perceived as a person who like has everything together, who like, just, just as like, <laughs> I just, I, I've got it, you know, like I've got this, I know what I'm doing. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking it, you know, I'm rocking life, but it's not realistic. And I think that it leaves a lot of people feeling like they're never going to get there. So there's no point in trying, you know, like, yeah, my house, this, (laughs) my house is never going to be Instagram perfect. So what is the point of trying to get organized? Like, maybe this is an overblown example, but I have felt this in my life, right? Like, and so I, at some point, made a really conscious decision to just be really real about who I am and where I struggle. Uh, And... I don't share everything. There are parts of my life that I keep to myself. There are parts of my experience that are mine. Like, but I'm, I'm pretty open. I'm open. I'm a lot more open than a lot of people are just because I feel like, I feel like this comes out of the advocacy that I used to do. I don't do as much anymore, but like the only way that we normalize things is by sharing about them and talking about them And the only way I know how to normalize things that I experience, chronic illness, chronic pain, ADHD, um, disorganized goblin brain, like, is by sharing those things. And it's amazing to me when I'm like, oh, hey, look, here's my disorganized goblin brain. And people who I really admire and respect are like, oh, my gosh, my disorganized goblin brain is just like yours. And it's like, cool. Cool. We we got this. And so the thing that I love about the podcast, the thing I love about talking with you is that one, I don't feel so alone. But two, like I know people who listen and who hear us talk about our struggles and our triumphs or who listen to our guests talk about the things that they've been through or the systems that they have put in place for things or their experiences or whatever. Like it's just creating 
maybe not necessarily community because community is kind of it's it's a challenge right now um, with the Internet being a dumpster fire. But like it is, I think, creating normalization to an extent and it is creating solidarity isn't exactly the word I'm going for. And it's it, it doesn't have like exactly the right connotations, but like you're not alone in in your personal struggles and in your creative struggles or your creative triumphs. And there are people out there who, um, who struggle and triumph and want to celebrate with you. And finding those people is hard, but at the very least, if you're listening to our show, hopefully you will hear some of your experiences reflected and you'll feel, I don't know. Less alone. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what's important is to feel like you're not the only person who feels a way or acts a way. Um, that is what community is really good for. And, you know, oddly enough, social media. I mean, you know, right now as we're recording this, there is um, so much talk <laughs> about, you know, why social media is the worst. Oh, it's so terrible. And it's true. Like, I, I'll be the first one to say it. Like, I'm on I, – I have – uh, repeating scheduled posts on Twitter that are all about how you can leave Facebook. And probably <laughs> I'm going to have to start making repeated posts on Twitter about how to leave Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> as as people are like, flee, uh, flee the musk. It's so terrible smelling. Um, But at the same time, I have been able to recognize that the way that I am is not like some completely offshoot part of like the human experience from being on social media. Uh, oddly enough, Tumblr was one of the first places where I really experienced this. And I actually kind of miss Tumblr and I, you know, stopped really being on Tumblr after, I think even before the Yahoo acquisition, but now I'm like, I gotta go back to Tumblr because at least on Tumblr, like you don't have a lot of real nonsense because Nobody can get traction on Tumblr. Like, there are no Tumblr influencers. <laughs> um, which is one oh of the things gosh, that Tumblr. people, you know, like, it's one of the things that, that people are like, yeah, Tumblr doesn't, like, have that business. And TikTok has been that way as well. Uh, being able to see other people talk about, you know, the things that they do or the things they did as kids or, you know, these uh, kinds of actions or these kinds of thoughts and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, is that why I do that? Oh, I recognize myself yeah. in that. Okay, that is, that's interesting to know. And it's it's also like comforting to understand and not like, you know, I'm out here diagnosing myself on TikTok. But when you see somebody else talking about things that you experience and you're like, okay, that that is something that I also experience. I'm not alone there's words for it. There's all these things. So I I always think that's really important. I think that's important when you're talking about representation in media and also when you're talking about just like understanding things about yourself. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. I feel like why did we why did we bring originality back? Why like a phoenix is it rising from the ashes? No, um, because we still have people we need to talk to. We do. Have I need to need understand. To to. I need to understand creative genius. I feel like I don't understand it yet. And that is why we are doing this show. I want to understand where creative genius comes from so I can bottle it <laughs> and Sell use it. it. 
bottle it and use it. Cause like I have, I have all these dreams and aspirations. Like, should we talk about who we wish we could talk to on this show? Oh yeah, do go. Okay. So I mentioned Sam Neill. That's one of the pie in the sky ones. I also really want to have a discussion with Jonathan Frakes Mm, because mm -hmm. um, other than the fact that I'm, you know, a huge Star Trek nerd, I'm like, Commander Riker. Um, Also, I, I just find his whole like career path from going to actor to director uh, really fascinating because, you know, there are many actors that have turned into directors, but not all actors turn into really good directors. Yeah. And Jonathan Frakes is a really good director. And I just really would love to sit and talk to him about like, you know, the, the path that led him there, but also like what it is that that made directing for him, like why it caught on. Whereas like, you know, with other people, it doesn't necessarily catch on that well, right? But he is he is just such an amazing director. It's great. Also, he has become a meme, not just for Will Riker sitting on chairs, but for asking questions about weird paranormal normal things. Like oh how God. does it the greatest it's the greatest source of mirth for us all i also really want to talk to some tiktok creators who i enjoy because one of the things that i have found fascinating about tiktok is the way that it has by being a terrible video editing platform forced people into like these creative ways of doing things that then results in like really great videos but man it takes so much more work like it would be easier to edit a video in like adobe premiere or something (laughs) but then of course like you can but some things you have to be on tiktok to do and every time i sit down to try to do a tiktok video i'm like how do these people create these oscar worthy masterpieces this video editing software is crap (laughs) it is awful who it do you awful. want to talk to, Aline? Um, well, speaking of TikTok creators, uh, Dylan Hollis is like one of my favorite content creators of all time. He's like this early 20-something. You've probably seen this video if you're videos if you're on the internet, but he he makes um vintage recipes. Um, a lot of them are like from the Great Depression. So you're talking about like water pie or you know, things to make meatloaf stretch, you know, and um, he's very shouty on TikTok um, and he's very funny, but he also has a YouTube channel where he makes the um, the recipes that he enjoyed. So he doesn't like every recipe that he posts on TikTok, but he makes the ones that he enjoyed on TikTok and it's or on YouTube. And it's like watching a young slender Mr. Rogers <laughs> explain <laughs> Great Depression era baking. And it is just th- the polar opposite. He's very shouty on TikTok. He's very like soothing and calming on his videos. I, I don't know. I like it. I would really love to talk to him about um, creating video media on different platforms um, because it's so different. Even just like the different, like the vertical versus the horizontal format, different considerations. I think he'd be really interesting to talk to. And he's also so articulate and well-spoken. I'm very envious of the way he speaks. Um, so he's a big one. But like, I have a lot of 
a lot of goals that I think are attainable. I'd like to talk to uh, Nora Jemison about world building because um, she is one of my favorite authors because she just has this way of like sucking me into her novels almost immediately. Uh, whereas I read a lot, but I struggle to get into new books and with hers, I do not. And I'm like, what, how, how do you do this? Because you are so good at it. Um, you want the secret sauce. Yes. Right. And I, I have a feeling it's going to be a lot like, how do you bottle creativity? Nora, please tell us. And she's going to be like, look, this is just what years of practice have led me to. But, you know, she might <laughs> she might have a secret she can tell us. I don't know. And you have Jonathan Frakes from Star Trek, who I think is awesome. I love him. But like LeVar Burton is um, I have had a crush on this man since I was a small child. I grew up in the reading rainbow generation, but I also grew up watching Star Trek The Next Generation, you know, and so I was inundated with LeVar Burton from a very young age, and um, I just have a lot of respect for him. I have a lot of admiration for um, the advocacy work he's done. I have so much respect for the work that he's done to, like, make people interested in books and reading and I'm interested to talk about, like, the knock-on effect of, like, the creative impact that that has had on the world because reading is a great conduit to creativity. Um, I don't know what else I would talk to him about, but I have a feeling that it would be an amazing conversation no matter what direction it, it went in. Um, I don't know. Like, I have a whole list somewhere, but, like, I, I, I don't... I just I, I love talking with people and learning about them and learning their perspectives on things. And that's what I love about this show is because uh, that's what we get to do. Right. Creativity. There are no answers. Spoiler for where the roots of creative genius like there's no answer. But because it's different for everybody. But it's so interesting to learn where different people find their own version of inspiration and where they draw creativity from. It's it, it's just endlessly fascinating to me. Same. So, yeah. So that's why we're back. And I just love talking to you. We want to make all the things happen and also yeah. have fun talking to each other. Yeah. <laughs> like one of the best things is we have one of the other processes that we put into place for this is we have weekly meetings about originality now. And we might only talk for five minutes, but I get to talk to you for five minutes every week. And that's great. I love it. Woohoo. <laughs> well, I think that's that's it for this time. I think uh, we've told people why why we're back. And I don't know, hopefully maybe maybe people can take some of what we've done and applied it to things that they're considering bringing back to life or starting up i don't know but that's it for this time yay we did it we, we did it. an episode we did but and if you want to like you know hear more of our episodes if you're not already subscribed where should people go to subscribe to our podcast 
Well, you can find us where originality in your favorite podcast app, or you can go to relay.fm slash originality, and that'll take you to all of our episodes, uh, show notes with links to all of the things. (laughs) Um, And you can find lists of past guests and everything there, too. Sweet. And you can also follow us on the Twitters, uh, if the Twitters still exist by the time this episode (laughs) goes up. Maybe they'll be on Mars. Right. At Originality FM. And you can find me on the Twitter again, hopefully, if Twitter still exists by the time this goes up, <laughs> at Tiny Tempest. I'm Aline at uh, A-L-E-E-N. And uh, we'd also, like, let us know what you're working on. Let us know about your creative pursuits. Yeah. And let us know if there's something that you have put down for a while and are thinking about picking it back up again and, and how you're going to make it so that you can pick it back up again. We'd love to hear. Yeah. Well, until next month, everyone. 